It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. It's another edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So, of course, since the last time we joined you, the Redskins have made a bunch of smaller moves. So we will go over all of them and tell you what you need to know right here as the Redskins are officially going through the free agency process. And not many fans are happy. I'm not sure where you guys weigh in. Those of you that listen to this podcast, and I appreciate you doing so and sharing and Uh, downloading and all that stuff. Uh, You keep us going. Uh, If you ever want to voice your opinion, of course, you can do so a couple of different ways. Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Or you could um, tweet us at Russellmania621 or at Locked Redskins. All right, so let's get to it right away. Since the last time we joined you, there's a lot going on. Uh, And that is where we'll start. The Redskins have agreed to terms with tight end Logan Thomas. So they finally get a tight end that they can commit to or that they can get on the dotted line. Now, we we told you a couple of weeks ago they signed Marcus Ball, who played at Ohio State and was playing in the Alliance of American Football. He was injured all last year with Carolina, so maybe the need, in their opinion, wasn't as desperate as it was in our opinion, and maybe still is, but they signed Logan Thomas, who was a former Virginia Tech quarterback, turned Detroit Lions tight end, and he's coming back home, uh, or at least to the state of Virginia, and he's now going to play tight end for the Washington Redskins. Now, you may remember him... He, you know, if you don't remember him from Virginia Tech, that's fine. You may remember him in that late November game at FedEx Field. He caught a 12-yard touchdown pass on third and one, uh, obviously inside the red zone, in which Ryan Kerrigan basically either looked confused or um, the design of the play kind of set the Redskins defense into just Again, complete disaster because Kerrigan jumped out to the flat receiver on a third and one uh, after initially lining up over Logan Thomas on the right side, the left side of the defense. And John Bostick looked annoyed, confused, whatever it might be, uh, at the fact that Logan Thomas was allowed to run free And Monte Nicholson was way late and rotating over from the free safety spot. And Logan Thomas ran basically an out and a post corner and boom was wide open touchdown. So again, typical of the Redskins defense for the last two years, a complete lack of communication. Um, 
you know, I'm not sure if Kerrigan was wrong in that particular case. I'm not sure if Bostic was wrong in that particular case. I'm not sure who was wrong. Monte Nicholson was late and rotating over. I mean, that I know. But Logan Thomas was able to catch that ball, was able to reel that in, and, you know, that's the kind of skill set potentially you could get from a guy who was, again, big enough at 6'6", 250, for everybody to say, no, 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 this isn't a quarterback. This is a tight end. He was a fourth-round selection of Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals, number 120 overall back in 2014. You forget he's been in the league that long. Now, listen, is he ideally a starter? Probably not. He's only got 35 career receptions, 52 targets, 317 yards. That one, that touchdown against the Redskins, only one of two. You know, listen, <laughs> what you're getting here is a body, a competition body, a, a, you know, somebody to compete. That's what you're getting. If we're being totally honest, it. He'll probably make the roster because the Redskins don't have any other good choices. But he's at best, at best, a number two. He's not a number one. At best, he's a number two. And he might even be ideally a number three. So, you know, that's something that the Redskins are still having to deal with, quite honestly, um, at that particular position because they haven't been able to land anybody else. Taking a look at Logan Thomas's um, pass and run blocking, just like this year, for instance, profootballfocus.com and their premium subscription package gave him a 61.7 in pass blocking overall and a 50.2 in run blocking. He allowed one sack, uh, three quarterback hurries, had three penalties, you know, he's not great. Not great by any means, Bob. And the Redskins have struggled in that area as well. Um, we don't have any financial numbers as I record this, but I can't imagine that the Redskins paid him a lot of money. I- I'm thinking it's, you know, a one-year deal, maybe two, three million, somewhere in that range. I would hope it's not much more than that. Maybe incentives bring it up to four million, uh, but I would hope it's not much more than that. And the Redskins continue to bargain shop, basically shop at the dollar store where you can get good value, right? Where you can get good pieces, where you can get stuff that you need, but at reduced prices, quite honestly. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. So that's Logan Thomas. Now, before we go to... I guess the the two bigger acquisitions that they've made since the last time we've been together. A couple of things on the veteran quarterback search. Joe Flacco is now available. Um, Look, we all know he won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. We all know he's got a booming arm. He's been hurt a lot last year in Baltimore, last year in Denver. He's he's got no mobility. He's statuesque. I'd be surprised if the Redskins go there, but I can't rule it out. Jameis Winston was a possibility, we think, maybe, 
uh, at least per Booger McFarland, who maybe was doing more opinion and shtick than he was actual analysis and reporting, and uh, I don't know. Uh, but he had put up on his Twitter, and he wasn't the only one, that Jameis Winston could wind up as a backup to the Washington Redskins. Uh, did a big story on this at redskinsreport.com. I actually thought it would be a decent move. If the money was right, certainly the money would be more right, I think, than Cam Newton. But the bottom line is, is John Kime of ESPN.com ruled that out on Thursday morning, saying he had spoken to a source who absolutely said no way. Now, I don't know who that source is, and I'm not going to guess, but for John to go that hard with it uh, tells me that that's somebody of pretty high authority. I mean, John is not, John is a very, 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 very good reporter. He rarely goes that hard to the hole with something like that. So, I mean, everything can change. I'd be surprised considering how hard John went with his report of Jameis Winston uh, is the guy. Now, there is one veteran quarterback that could be could be in the mix besides Flacco and obviously Winston. And we talked about Cam Newton on our last episode. We'll have that guy's name for you coming up next. Plus, we'll get into the net Redskins' new running back. And we still have a new safety to talk about all coming up on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me individually on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast. Uh, put up all sorts of links there at Locked Redskins as well. Please, please, please check out all of my written and video coverage at redskinsreport.com, redskinsreport.com, part of si.com. And as well, you can check me out on the radio, 1067 The Fan on the radio.com app, and by subscription, Warpath Magazine with my buddy Rick Snyder and the company. By subscription, monthly periodical of the Washington Redskins in newspaper style. Warpath Magazine. All right, away we go. So the veteran quarterback that nobody's talking about, that honestly I didn't think about much uh, until a new contributor to my site at RedskinsReport.com, Jamal Forrest, uh, wrote about it and chose him as one of his top five free agents. So I want to give a quick shout out. This is not my own thinking, but it makes some sense. With the whole Cam Newton situation, what it is, with... Jameis Winston apparently not coming to the Redskins. No chance, according to John Kime. What about Blaine Gabbert? And you might laugh and you might say, bah, you know, that guy stinks. And, you know, if you go just by numbers, he does stink. For whatever this is worth, 13 and 35 as a winner and a loser, 56.2 completion percentage, 9,000. I mean, look. The guy, you know, he was a very high draft pick. What was he, number uh, number 
10 overall, I think he was, uh, in 2011. And there was some talk that the Redskins would move up. Uh, I remember having a conversation with Mike Shanahan um, one time. And I guess, you know, it doesn't hurt to say um, his name now. Um, but I remember having this conversation right before the draft. Um, we were walking up the hill at Redskins Park and – when Grant Paulson uh, was one of my colleagues and friends uh, and I were, you know, we just asking him a couple of questions. We asked him about Blaine Gabbert and the chances that the Redskins were going to move up for Blaine Gabbert. He could not have been more incredulous. He could not have been more just like, are you kidding me? And I mean, I can't even repeat what he said. And he was like, you know, he'd rather, you know, basically cut his left arm off than not only move up, but draft Blaine Gabbert. So what the Redskins did, I think, was they traded, well, I know they traded out of that number 10 spot to go down and draft Ryan Kerrigan, but they traded with Jacksonville and Gabbert started there for three years and you know, they took him in that spot and obviously he's been a career journeyman uh, since then. But the bottom line is this. The reason why we bring this up is because this is the ideal kind of guy that you're looking for. Blaine Gabbert's not going to make a lot of money. He spent last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, did not play at all because of Jameis Winston being good enough to put up big time numbers, bad enough to not want to be or to for Bruce Arian not uh, for Bruce Arians rather for him to not sign him back and obviously you get a chance at Tom Brady you're going to do that any day of the week. But the bottom line is is Gabbert was Jameis Winston's backup. The last time we saw him, the last time we saw Blaine Gabbert was playing in that Sunday night game against the Indianapolis Colts on week 17, 2018, when he was filling in for Marcus Mariota. And the Colts, uh, the Titans won that game. I remember him throwing a boot touchdown uh, to Les Stocker, I believe it is, the tight end. Uh, and it was a play-action boot. Well done. Well, It wasn't a hard throw. But he played in eight games that year, started three, two and one as a starter for whatever that's worth. 60.4 completion percentage, 626 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, this is a kind of guy that ideally you're looking at, not somebody that's going to make a lot of money, somebody that has had plenty of starts in his career, 48 out of 56 games in which he's appeared. Uh, again, he's not going to blow your skirt up by any means, but you could do a lot worse than Blaine Gabbert as your backup slash fringe starting quarterback. Now, the problem is, is the Redskins ideally need more than that for many reasons that we've discussed. They just can't afford a whole lot more than that. So Blaine Gabbert would be a guy that I think you should look towards if the Redskins don't decide to just wait it out on Cam Newton, which... Ideally, I think they would like to do, but I think they want to have Carolina release him first so they don't have to pay any compensation for him because of the lack of a second and a sixth round pick um, and so that they don't feel any more pressure to trade down. I think they're waiting for Cam to get released as opposed to getting traded for because he's got that huge cap number uh, and a team that trades for him would have to take in that salary and I think most people think Cam Newton is getting released uh, as opposed to you know traded for so 
Um, if he if he gets released, say in the next couple of days, I I, I certainly think Cam Newton probably will have the Redskins at the top of his list. So maybe that's what the Redskins are waiting for. I would assume that's what they're waiting for. Uh, and when they say, and when a report emerges that they're waiting, you know, wait and see and waiting for, eh, probably that's what they're waiting for. And here's a, a, another thing. The Redskins have more medical information on Cam Newton than any other team. You know, team. some teams are scared. The Bears apparently were scared. The Chargers apparently moving on. They're scared. Teams are having trouble getting medical information. I tried to warn you about this, right? Tried to warn you about the Redskins have that medical information. Ryan Vermillion, their head athletic trainer, and the other guy that they hired, they've been working with Cam for the last nine years. Ron Rivera knows whatever there is to know. The Redskins have a huge advantage when it comes to Cam Newton in that regard compared to any other potential suitors. Not that they know everything, I'm sure, but they know more than any. So they can take more of a chance, I think, on Cam Newton because they know more, because they were with him. That's another part and benefit of this. But just wanted to mention Gabbert, obviously the Cam Newton situation. We updated you on Jameis Winston. When we return right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we'll finish it up with the two other free agent signings that we have not gotten to just yet. Logan Thomas, McKissick, and uh, Sean Davis, the three newest members of the Washington Redskins. Good to have you with us right here on LOR. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We continue along right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We wrap it up. There is a crazy rumor out there. At least it's crazy in my eyes and seems certainly crazy in many others' eyes. Willie McGinnis of NFL Network floated out this possibility that the Redskins will sign Jadavion Clowney and trade away the number two pick. Not that the trade away the number two pick is the... I don't see how Jadavion Clowney mixes in at the salary that he wants at a position that you can... Uh, you know, that quite honestly, you already have a lot of money invested between Ioannidis, Allen, and Payne and needing to do extensions, presumably, with Allen probably this offseason, uh, if not early next season, and Payne eventually. Um, I, that I don't see. Plus, still having Ryan Kerrigan, who's now technically a defensive end, even though he's, you know, really an edge. I don't see it. $20 million plus, eh, you know. I just don't see it. Um, I mean, I guess I, I guess I can't totally rule it out, but to me, it's a pretty crazy rumor. Now, again, the Redskins trading out of number two. Uh, look, if they invest twenty million dollars plus in Jadavion Clowney, they're not going to take Chase Young. I don't think, unless they're letting Ryan Kerrigan go. So, um, just something to keep in mind possibility, I suppose. All right, let's get to it. J.D. McKissick is the Redskins' newest running back. You can probably say goodbye officially to Chris Thompson. I can't rule it out 100%. Maybe he has no other choice and he comes back uh, on a one-year um, 
you know, free agent basis. Now, um, he, he, here's the the one thing that I would say uh, about J.D. McKissick. Number one, he's been relatively healthy. Number two, he catches the ball well. Um, you know, if you look at McKissick, he's got a little bit of wiggle and pop and a little bit of burst. I think he's good after contact. He's played with Seattle, Detroit. He was originally with Atlanta. Uh, he didn't have a big game against the Redskins, only a couple of catches, but he doesn't have any drops. He's only got three career drops and 86 targets. Uh, that's that's not none, but that's very few. 34 catches on 39 targets. So that tells you in the flats, uh, on checkdowns, all of that, that he's going to be productive, sturdy, dependable. He's going to be reliable. People are going to forget about him because they're not going to pay any attention to him because he's not one of these receivers like Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, certainly. He's just a guy, but he's had 34 catches a couple of times in his career last year with Detroit, 2017 with Seattle, who's banged up in 2018. So, uh, for the most part, the Redskins seemingly got a pretty good value here, I think, uh, as long as he can stay healthy. And that's the big reason why they're moving on from Chris Thompson. I mean, everybody loves Chris Thompson, but A, he can't stay healthy. And even when he's been, quote unquote, healthy, he hasn't been explosive over the last two years. Quite honestly, since that leg injury in New Orleans in 2017, uh, I think that was week 10, week 9, whatever it was, he has not been the same even when he's played. He just just has not had that explosion, that burst that Chris Thompson had for that year and a half where he was so, so good in 2016 and half of 2017. I feel bad, uh, but that's just the deal. Uh, again, J.D. McKissick is not really a classic prototype runner, but he's got some wiggle and some burst, and he'll get you some yards after the contact. Uh, I think he averaged, um, I want to say, three yards after contact, 3.2 yards after contact uh, last year, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, Averaged 5.4 per carry uh, in limited, limited opportunities with the Detroit Lions. He's not, again, replacing Adrian Peterson or Darius Geis. He's basically going to be in that third down hybrid role. A little pass protection, check down, flat routes, that type of thing. I've seen him line up as a receiver, so he's got better speed than you probably you know, think necessarily he can line up split as a wide receiver. I saw him run a double move uh, against, uh, I forget who the cornerback was for a touchdown. I also saw him used on one of those Bermuda Triangle type little double reverse pitch type things against the Eagles this year and run it with burst for 44 yards. So I think this is a pretty smart, good, solid, fundamental signing. Uh, for the Washington Redskins. It's a two-year deal. Uh, the cap numbers are very low. The guaranteed money, very low, less than $2 million uh, in terms of the signing bonus and the guarantees on the deal. Now, the other uh, signing that they made on Wednesday was Sean Davis coming over from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played his college ball at the University of Maryland, late second-round pick in 2016, True free safety misses a lot of tackles, but he gives them range and he gives them speed and athleticism uh, at a spot that, quite honestly, they had nobody that they could rely on. I mean, Monte Nicholson, I can't say it any more times. Not only was he a pain in the butt off the field, uh, but he wasn't very good on the field. Uh, there was glimpses. There were moments. He was not dependable in that regard. He just wasn't. 
Um, so hopefully, hopefully Sean Davis gives them that little bit of juice back there, which allows them to play Landon Collins in the box more, closer to the line of scrimmage, blitz more off the edge, blitz more up the A-gap, that type of thing, where he doesn't have to kind of, you know, figure to do everything. With Sean Davis, you can play him single high, center field, meaning a traditional high, free safety. When you're rolled up in your cover three looks, you can play him. Certainly, if, if you want to play him too deep, uh, he's got range and athleticism to cover tight ends and maybe running backs, uh, or, you know, or I should say wide receivers that basically in a zone kind of cut into his zone on either a post route uh, or a corner route, that type of thing. The Redskins have struggled, uh, as everybody knows, covering tight ends, running backs out of the backfield. For, you know, for the most part, they've done, done okay on, but it's really tight ends. And the guys that, quite honestly, you know, get through the line of scrimmage area and the muck, they have struggled to pick them up, partly because of communication, partly because they don't have good enough, smart enough, high IQ enough football players. Uh, and, and, and hopefully... With Kendall Fuller back and now Sean Davis and the Redskins still looking to add, they struck out on Desmond Trufant, who chose to go to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Hopefully, the Redskins will be better in this regard. So, Sean Davis comes over from the Steelers. He played only one game last year, again injured. Uh, one-year deal worth up to $5 million. He was really on the rise before that. A lot of people had high thoughts on him. So maybe this is, you know, kind of like an Eric Flower situation with different circumstances where the Redskins gamble a little bit, pay him, and he maxes out, and then either he leaves and signs or he stays here. Um, he's from the area, played college ball at Maryland, apparently a big Sean Taylor fan, as many safeties are. So maybe, maybe this is just the answer to the Redskins' problems or issues at that free safety position. And we all know they have had many issues in that regard. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Hope you guys are all being safe and taking care of yourself. Uh, We just covered all the free agent moves that we have as of Thursday afternoon, we will have more for you uh, as soon as we can crank out another episode and as soon as there's more to talk about right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Take care of each other, be safe, don't be stupid, and keep downloading and listening. Uh, I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.